if we don't have kids that sign up this summer, I'm just gonna be honest with you. There's gonna be people like Mr. Walker that aren't gonna have a wheelchair ramp. We're gonna have to turn down projects because we have projects waiting on us. Hello and welcome to another episode of the OM Podcast with me, Andrew Suit, brought to you by Ozark Mission Project. Thank you for listening today, whenever, wherever, and however you listen. Today I have a special guest, OMP Executive Director Bailey Faulkner, who will be talking with me about plans for the 2021 summer camps. But first, let's worship by sharing a brief Morning Watch devotion. Morning Watch is the you and God time each morning at camp after breakfast and before going to your neighbor's homes. Today's Morning Watch is from 1997 when the theme was, Are you my neighbor? Be a neighbor. I'm sure you've heard something like this before. There was once a boy who was walking along the beach when he came upon thousands of starfish that had washed up on the beach. The tide was going out and the starfish ended up stuck on the beach. They were all doomed because they couldn't survive being out of the water in the hot sun until the next high tide. The boy realized this and quickly started picking up starfish and throwing them one at a time back into the water. A man who was walking along the beach too saw the boy doing this and yelled at him, "'Son, what are you doing? Don't you know that there are thousands of starfish on the beach?' There is no way you can save all those starfish. The boy thought for a moment, then turned to the man, picked up another starfish and said, Yeah, I know, but I can save this one. With that, he heaved it as far as he could into the ocean. In this series of Morning Watch devotions, we have talked about who our neighbor is and how we can be a neighbor to others. Jesus' closing statement to the law expert who had wanted to test him was actually Jesus testing him. Jesus tells the man that the Samaritan was the neighbor because he had mercy. He then tells him, go and do likewise. It is not enough for you to hear this story and say to yourself, this is a good story. That Samaritan guy is pretty cool. And then not do anything about it. As Christians, we must be willing to go and do likewise. We must be willing to be that neighbor to someone who is in need. We must be willing to throw that starfish back into the ocean. You may not be able to be a neighbor to everyone who needs it, but you can share the love of Jesus to someone. And those you do share the love with will never be the same. Those people who you serve as neighbors in the name of Christ will have seen Jesus through you. How exciting to think about you being Jesus to someone in need. That is an awesome thought and an awesome responsibility. Now go and do likewise. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for a new day. Thank you for being with us this week as we strive to serve our neighbors. Please help us not to leave this servant attitude at an Ozark Mission Project camp, but take it home with us. Help us to go and do likewise, being a neighbor to those in both physical and spiritual need. In your Son's name, amen. Well, I have a a special guest today who is no stranger to the show. Bailey Faulkner is the executive director of Ozark Mission Project. Welcome back, Bailey. Thanks, Andrew. It's good to see you through the screen here with Zoom. (laughs) Good to see you as well. Well, I I guess I was thinking in terms of uh, podcasts are kind of strange. People might listen to this soon, we hope, 
or they might listen to it a couple months from now or years from now. But anyhow, today we have some breaking news. <laughs> uh, Bailey shared a press release yesterday, I guess you could say, and um, the email she sent to pastors and churches and, and youth ministers um, started with a great verse, which was John 15, 12, which is the driving force behind camps this summer. It says this, this is my commandment, love each other in the same way that I have loved you. Bailey, OMP continues to be innovative in these challenging times. I was thinking about virtual camps, which we did an episode on OMP Connect in the summer of 2020. And now you're being innovative again. Bailey, what's coming up for summer 2021? Andrew, I'm so excited that we're able to be able to be in ministry um, this summer um, together in ministry. We have pivoted to have day camps, um, which is going to be more community based of where you're located. So if you're a group that have registered in central Arkansas area, then when you leave your home church in the morning, you're going to be going to a job site um, that's within like, you know, 20 minutes or so of your, your home church where, where you're from. And we made this decision for many reasons, um, but the main thing was we, we, kind of started thinking about like, what does it look like to serve our neighbors in the midst of COVID? And how can we love one another and be good stewards and Christians and be able to be in ministry, but not spread the virus? And so we knew that we weren't going to be able to have 80 plus kids together in Sunday school classrooms and die in our dining halls and eat breakfast and lunch together and all be like, you know, super close to each other and sleeping on air mattresses and the guys cabins, um, which are Sunday school classrooms and in the girls cabins. And so th this was something that um, we started exploring and we created a task force and we met and we prayed over this verse and um, we set goals of like, what, what do we what, what are our driving forces for this summer and what do we want to accomplish? And I'm extremely pleased with the work of everyone and with our board um, that we made the decision to be able to do day camps this summer. So how was this concept conceived? What, where, what was the impetus of it? And what, in what ways did the prayer and, and scriptures inform the decision-making process? So how it was conceived was we, like, unlike some of the other camping ministries across the country, we, as you know, we're all over the state and we stay in churches from all over the state. So we started thinking we have so many neighbors that have requested projects from building wheelchair ramps to painting houses. And there's a yearning from our youth and from our youth pastors to be able to, to do something together, right? And to be able to serve alongside each other. So whenever our task force was put together, we started thinking about those two things. And then we started like literally with a list of you know, what are the, what are the, what's the bishop recommending right now? Like, what are the guidelines for our host churches right now? And like, what does worship look like for all of us as, as United Methodists? And, mm -hmm. and when we started looking at what the, the bishop's guidelines are and what a lot of the church's guidelines are across the state, we, we started feel, figuring out like, how can we fit in that and be able to do something? And it, I mean, it was just a no brainer. It was like, we can have day camps. And we can, I mean, right now, 90% of the groups that are registered from Arkansas, we're able to accommodate with putting them at a camp which with, that's within driving distance. And the hard part, Andrew, is we had to tell our out-of-state groups that they couldn't come because we knew, I mean, they even offered to pay to stay in a hotel and, and work in our state. 
but we knew that if we had Louisiana, Texas, other groups come and stay in a hotel and come and do mission work, that youth groups are going to want to have lock-ins and they're going to want to be able to all stay together. And how is that fair? So we wanted to be consistent and we've told our youth directors that we're not encouraging large gatherings after they spend their day at OMP in service together as a small group. Right. And we'll get into that, the the safety, uh, I'm, I'm sure, of course, is number one. But I, I appreciate how you even said in the email, this doesn't mean go have a lock-in at your church now, too, that it's really important. But like I said, we can get to that in a, in, in a moment mm-hmm. here. But the theme is, is based on that verse in John 15, verse mm-hmm. 12, uh, is labor of love. So can you say more about that theme and how it in, informs what summer camp is going to look like? So for people who aren't as familiar with OMP, we have a program committee that meets as soon as camp ends um, the the previous year. And um, we bring, everyone brings like a couple of scripture verses and themes to the table that that have been on their heart that they're thinking of. And we talk about it. I mean, we discuss them. um, We we discuss the the verse and what does this mean? And what would this mean for our um, devotional book that we put together, our morning watches that that we do where the students and neighbors and um, our adult leaders like talk about different questions from the scripture verse in the Bible. And unanimously everyone just was like labor of love that is what it needs to be it it actually was kind of uh it wasn't the exact theme but it was a theme in the 90s um that we're that we're bringing back and and changing up a little bit but um how does that play into the day and how does that play play into our planning in everything that we do i mean like our mission is to transform lives and um to be the body of christ and Literally everything that we have planned from how the groups are going to be divided up to the projects that we do, to how we do the projects, to the discussions that we have at lunch, to the discussions that we have on the way home, all are centered around that theme. And at the end of the week, it's going to look different. I mean, I'm not going to even pretend to anyone listening that this year is going to look like it did prior to COVID. It's not. What it's going to look like is at the job site is where we're going to be doing the pinning. We're going to do the pinning with your family group, with that one adult and four or five kids, however you have it, and there. Our communication with our neighbor is going to look different. It's not going to be sitting in their house because a lot of our neighbors, Andrew, they're high risk. I mean, they're in the older population and Many of them have pre-existing conditions and hopefully they will all have been vaccinated for uh, have, have the COVID vaccine by then. But I mean, our youth won't, I mean, they're not on the list yet. So mm-hmm. we took all that into consideration and realized that this is the perfect theme for this year. And it's more than a theme. It's, it's how we manage, how we live by and how camp is going to go. I don't want to step on the toes of your, your program committee but I just had a brainstorm here. If labor of love is a a revamp of a nineties theme from camp, you could have like a playlist of of nineties songs. You could do call it labor of love nineties remix. (laughs) Yeah. Our shirt is going to kind of look like a nineties throwback. Oh, cool. Yeah. uh, I wondered if you might head that direction. I love that idea of, of kind of remixing a, a, a former theme they're so talented our program committee is so talented if you if you if anyone's listening that wants to be a part of program and see the behind the the scene stuff that happens with omp of how we come up with our theme and everything uh, we'd love to have you so you can always just give us a call at the office yeah and i just think you're going to have some 
a couple of historical years here. Hopefully we're seeing at the end of this pandemic, a light at the end of the tunnel. But when you have OMP Connect and then this labor of love camp season, one of these days you'll look back and go, wow, that God uh-huh. was doing some interesting things, even despite what was going on in the world. Right. It's, it, I think um, I've, I've heard it said best, and I'm not going to be able to say it as eloquently as some of the beautiful quotes that I see out there. But sometimes it's easy just to throw in the towel and be like, oh, we can't have camp because we can't have everyone at the church spend the night together, or we we can't work on a job site. I mean, and not think about like, how can we pivot and how can we reinvent this where we can do it and we can do it safely. And that has been, as a leader, that's been one of my like number one goals. And number two, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the same is how can we honor God and everything that we're doing? And yes, Andrew, I mean, as you know, more than anything, I would love for all of us to be able to be in a sanctuary in the state of Arkansas and be singing at the top of our lungs, listening to worship music and have our college staff playing. And we had just finished having share time, but that is not where God wants us to be right now. And we need to listen and be good neighbors and um, and do, do what we need to do to get this virus under control. That reminds me, um, for those who don't know, I'm a pastor here in Arkansas, but um, I was discussing with our church board, our leadership, some of these same things to say, okay, are we in a, a space of, of being in a holding pattern? We're just waiting until we can get back to ministry as usual, or is God trying to show us something completely different? And I think their answer was essentially, well, yes, we want to see the end of this. We want to get back to some of the things we know, but also some of those things that we know are never going to be the same again. Right. So we're learning to pivot we're learning to adjust, to adapt, all those good words like that. There's a good transition into the kind of the nitty gritty. What adjustments do churches and youth groups need to be prepared for looking forward to these camps? So for churches who are not registered for OMP and want to come to OMP, bear with us because we're getting all of the, getting our website and everything up with our locations. But what everyone needs to be prepared for is that like you will be leaving from your church, like whatever church you registered um, with, everyone will meet at that church in the morning. Adults will drop their kids off at the church and then they'll leave from the church in their family group with their one adult and four kids, like their work team for the week mm-hmm. and go to the job site, work at the job site. They'll, they'll bring their own lunch. And that's because of the COVID protocol and have lunch at the job site and everything. And then they'll come back to their home church where their parents will pick them up. And then after that, the exciting thing is, is we're still going to do share time and we're still going to have worship and all those components that make OMP what it is. That part is just going to be done through technology and through Zoom. So every person who's at camp week one will all get on Zoom at the same time and then be divided into their camp groups of like, you know, like whether it's Central Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas, like wherever they are, they'll be divided into those areas where they'll have share time. And then we'll have worship um, that's open to the whole whole community, whole state. Everyone on the web will be able to worship with our worship teams this summer. So it sounds kind of like a lot of people are doing a mm-hmm. hybrid situation between what you did with OMP Connect and then trying to do some sort of semblance of in-person activities yep. again, in-person service. Yep. And it will be Monday through Thursday. So from a volunteer perspective, like, I mean, hopefully there'll be more adults that will want to participate with their churches where we can have even more kids come. 
But um, they'll we'll work on the job site Monday um, through Thursday, and then if for some reason a project isn't finished on you know by the end of the day on Thursday, our leadership team and college staff team will finish those projects. But when I say projects, I mean I mean like we'll be you know painting a house, repairing a deck, um, it, you know things like that. My next question then is, of course, safety is number one. So can you talk a little bit more about COVID precautions and, and what will be in place to make sure everybody's as safe as possible? Um, yes, we're going to be taking temperatures every day. When I say that, I mean that is actually going to be um, done before you even get to the job site. That will be something that will be done at the church when the when you know they're dropped off to make sure that no one has any temperature where we aren't exposing people in the car. All of our uh, everyone will have masks, and we'll like we can we can provide masks, um, but they also like everyone needs to wear a mask. Um, we're going to social distance when we can, but I mean we can't always be six feet away when we're building a wheelchair ramp, but all the tools are not going to be like shared among a whole bunch of different groups. They're going to be assigned to that one team that's working on that project and sanitized. Um, we've even like thought through what does it look like with our volunteers. And so volunteers are going to be assigned to certain work groups and they're not going to be going to different work groups. They're just going to be going to the work groups that they're assigned where we don't have like cross teams going to different teams. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, lunch, we've thought about like, what does that look like um, with eating and, you know, being you know far apart while we're eating all of those. I mean, every single aspect and thank goodness we have a medical team that's doing this. Every single aspect of the day has a med has the medical team looking at how can we do this the most safe, safely as possible. And again, those that our COVID protocol right now, I mean, most likely it's going to change um, by summer and we will be adding additional things um, to make sure that we're following whatever guidelines the bishop has out at the um, during that time and you know CDC and the medical team that's following our OMP day camps closely. So you've kind of covered a lot of different areas but for a parent maybe who's concerned with you know what can I expect that this experience will be for for my child? I mean I'm thinking of of, of some in my own church that are that want to do OMP, they're excited to do OMP. Um, what what should they expect from this experience? Well, a couple things. They can expect that their kid is going to have a life changing week. They're going to grow personally. They're going to go grow spiritually, and they're going to build relationships that are stronger than what they were at the beginning of the week with the people that they're serving. This year, they're going to be serving with their youth and with people from their church, like whatever volunteers that the pastor or youth director um, recruited for their week of service. So uh, parents need to, to know that this will be a time where their kids will be able to be um, build closer relationships with people from their own church. From the aspect of safety, I want all of our parents to remember that, you know, this is something that is going to be outside. Our kids are going to be outside the whole entire time. We're not going to be having any like indoor activities um, together. We felt like it was really important that um, we, we didn't do that because it's so hard to get a ton of kids together and have them social distance. If a parent wants to drop their kid off at the job site, because um, again, it's going to be within 20 minutes of like wherever they go to church. We also are open to that. So we want to work with all of the parents to make sure that they feel comfortable with what they're signing up for. I mean, that they understand that, you know, 
even though their kids really want to do the traditional OMP, like, I mean, I, I know that, I mean, we all do. We all want to have the traditional OMP where we're spending the night. This year is a step forward and it's something we need to celebrate. We need to celebrate that we're able to get together as a youth group, as um, a body of Christ, and we can serve our neighbors and we can grow spiritually. But our conversation with our neighbors, like our kids are not going to be in the houses with our neighbors. We're going to have conversation with them on the phone. And if they come outside, like we've already like have, we have signs that are printed up. They also like have the protocol of social distancing and everything. So yeah, I mean, to, to every parent, like I'm, I'm a mom and uh, we have a, a little girl that's going to be going into the fourth grade next year. And this camping experience is an experience that I feel comfortable sending our daughter to now if I could. Mm. And this team that has been working, Andrew, has been working diligently um, to do everything we possibly can to make sure that this is the, the, the best possible experience that our kids can have. And I actually had someone who was very upset when we sent that email out um, and sent me an email like that they were upset that we weren't doing more, that we weren't, we weren't spending the night in the church and that we weren't having overnight camp. And so to the people who were upset that we're not doing more than what we're doing, I hear you. But for us and for our organization, we wanted to err on the side of safety and being cautious. And this is what we feel like is the most comfortable, safest way to be in ministry this summer that honors mm. everyone. Yeah, there's such a, it's a hard balance to strike between just, just wanting things to be maybe the way they used to be and also realizing they're not. <laughs> so we have to figure out how to meet somewhere in the middle. So I appreciate you saying it's a step forward from where OMP was in 2020. And hopefully mm. you continue to move forward to a true full in-person experience again. But for whatever reason, I was I was thinking about, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Chosen series, Bailey, that's looking at the life of Jesus. It's kind of a, a, a TV series, if you will. And yeah. I just was thinking of, of a point in there where people are saying, well, Jesus, we're not used to this. This is very different. And he essentially says to them, get used to different. We're, we're getting used to different in this time. And so that's, that's quite a, a struggle. Mm -hmm. So having said that, I know you're feeling this. I know I'm feeling this as a pastor and those who work in, as pastors or youth ministers or uh, work in nonprofits like OMP, how, how have you experienced God lately? Seems like such a question of, um, of a, almost, uh, we were talking beforehand, I'll just say it that way, that uh -huh. I, I was thinking of, sometimes I see God so clearly through all of this and other times when I get overwhelmed or I'm just done with it. I see God when I pull the covers over my head just to just to hide away from the world. Yes. <laughs> so how have you experienced God or seen the presence of God lately? Andrew, it, it's such an overwhelming question because if we all like stop and breathe and are quiet and listen and take time to realize all that's around us and all of, as one of my mentors say, like all of the God winks. I experienced God even in this conversation. I mean, even with you reaching out and saying, let's talk about OMP um, and let's talk about day camps and getting like encouraging email from, you know, a volunteer that has been with us since our first camp in 1986 saying, I'm so pleased to see the ways that God is working through this ministry. But one thing really stands out to me yesterday, uh, Corey Reed and I, she's the Wesley director at uh, Magnolia. We actually 
had this like photo shoot and an interview for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette because we've had to pivot again when it came when it comes to like our college mission trip because our college mission trip used to be like 80 90 plus kids from all over the state and all the Wesley foundations from all over the state would come and we would do disaster relief somewhere like I mean, we've, we've gone all over to do disaster relief, Houston, I mean, all over. So yesterday we were being interviewed and um, Corey was actually able to be a match. And it's almost like, she like to keep it simple, it's almost like donating plasma. I mean, she, she registered for Be the Match and she was a match for this little girl who like was one years old and it took six hours for Corey to donate. And I mean, she was in a chair and she said it was like donating plasma. Like they were taking blood out and they sent it to her to send it to this little girl overnight. And she ended up having a transplant and had leukemia and is now doing extremely well. And Corey said it was six hours of my life for this little girl to have new life. Mm. And to compare that to everything that we're talking about, this has been a lot of sacrifice and I'm not even going to pretend that this has been an easy two years for OMP. Financially, it hasn't been easy. Emotionally, it hasn't been easy. I mean, our staff has worked harder than ever. We've worked harder than ever to be able to retain our staff in the midst of returning money to all the churches when we had to cancel camp last summer. And now again, this summer, returning money to out-of-state groups and everything. But I have seen God in so many ways of people who just are encouraging all of us when there's times that I just want to quit. And I just want to say, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Like I'm so tired and I hate that we can't do it the way we've always done it. I'm just, I just don't know if I'm the right leader or I don't know if, if, if this is the right thing for OMP and like, you know, questioning all those things. And then it's almost like God uses other people and like they are just right there to like lift you up when you're at your lowest and no one would even know that you are struggling and then there's those stories and so I could keep going and going about that but I think like what we're doing it really matters and it's so important and I mean and one more thing yesterday we built a neighbor we built a neighbor we built a ramp for a neighbor um, in North Little Rock um, his name's Mr. Walker, and he doesn't have any, he, he's lost both of his legs. And um, the team built this rant for him, and he was saying how he has not been out of his house since COVID. I mean, because there were groups that used to be able to come and help him get out of his home, and now they can't come because of the restrictions with COVID, and he now can get out of his home. And Andrew, I mean, if we don't have kids that sign up this summer, I'm just going to be honest with you. There's going to be people like Mr. Walker that aren't going to have a wheelchair ramp. We're going to have to turn down projects because we have projects waiting on us, but we need kids and adults that will answer the call that will get four days, four days and come and serve. And if there's anything stopping someone from serving, if financially they're like, you know what, we we cannot pay, uh, you know, the camper fee, you know, that's under $300 to come. We can't, we can afford that. We have scholarship money available. They're like, you know what? We can only give two days. Fine. Like call us. We'll figure out how to make it work because we need, we need you. We need everyone who's listening. We need your groups to come. Our neighbors need you. And together as a body of Christ, we can really make a huge difference. But one person can only do so much. But when we all get together, 
amazing things happen. When I was a youth minister, I I remember always saying, don't let the money be the issue. I think that's so important that we can make this happen. Mm -hmm. Well, Bailey, we've been hopefully sharing some information about OMP day camps this summer, but also being a little bit vulnerable here. So I thank you for that. And I'll just share my having seen God moment is uh, before we started recording this, I was sharing with her about a procedure I have coming up and I won't go into it. But as a, as a pastor, you know, part of me is kind of thinking, oh my gosh, I, w- I want to serve others. I want to care for others. But I've watched that return to me as I'm watching my congregation and others pray for me. So um, that's just an, an incredible thing that we're also seeing during this time. That's how I've seen God lately is how we're realizing we're all in this together. And sometimes it's just about being honest with um, this kind of stinks together. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I appreciate you. Uh, taking the time today. And uh, any other final thoughts, Bailey? No, other than I'm normally not this vulnerable on a podcast. And I'm really thankful that God just like works. I mean, I I normally try to have like some prepared answer, Andrew. And like, that's really what was on my heart. And I'm glad that, that we, we've been able to have this time. And I'm so thankful for you. And I'm thankful that you're um, able to, to, you know, have the support that you need for the surgery that you have coming up. So. Yeah. And I'm thankful for you and your friendship and and the opportunity to uh, host this podcast. So last but not least, Bailey, I'm sure people are going to have all kinds of questions. How can they, how can they uh, check in with you or whoever else to get answers to their questions? The easiest thing for them to do is just go to our website at, you know, ozarkmissionproject.org, but also they can call the office 501-664-3232, or just shoot me an email. It's um, bfaulkner at ozarkmissionproject.org. Great. Thanks, Bailey. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the OM Podcast today. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to let others know about it. For more information about OMP, as Bailey mentioned, including how to get involved, support this ministry, register for camp, and more, go to ozarkmissionproject.org. If you have show or guest suggestions, email me at andrew.suite at arumc.org. Until next time... May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.